This is Eric Weinstein. Some of you have questioned why there is a yeah. image on the yeah, what is up? window behind me. What is up? sitting in a parked car. I was uh, rear-ended rather suddenly and dramatically yesterday. The airbags in the other car went off. I got to thinking about with all of the things that we do to try to extend life and make life worth living, we forget how fragile it is. Had things been a little bit different, I might have sustained some more serious injuries. I was just a reminder what really is important to accomplish before we leave this beautiful world. Those two things have me thinking about a topic, which is the subject of who that person is and the importance of having an archdemic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy, what the heck is up, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday. Oh boy, yo, yo, yo. Do you know what? Do you know what's going on? Do you know what's going on? Gang, 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 gang. It's Thursday. It's Ask Akira. Who am I? The Don. Oh yeah. What do we know about that guy? He's got clout. Good point, well made, Dr. Peterson. Good point, well made. You were just listening to the premiere, the world premiere, world premiere of intellectual dark wave Nemesis, featuring my good buddy Eric Weinstein. Oh shit. Oh shit. How are we feeling about that, ladies and gentlemen? How are we feeling about the sound of this Nemesis tank? It's a Nemesis tank. It's a Nemesis tank up here in Don Studios. That's uh, yeah. That's a that's a four track EP. A four track EP is dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow, and uh, there will be a premiere, a premiere of it. Uh, it's this new thing that YouTube has got, which it's roll. It's given to me anyway. It's rolling it out, and uh, what it means is that the, the the thing goes live at a set time, and when it goes live, there is like a chat room, like we have here. There is a chat, and we can all listen to it together at the same time. So it's it's an experience, an experience, a mutual joyful experience with us all together, all together. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I did some polling, 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 asking people what sort of time would be best for them. Now, lots of people said the evening. Lots of people said the evening. Um, this will be impossible tomorrow because I have a gig all day. Uh, so it's going to have to be tomorrow morning. It's going to be 9 a.m. PST. I will be launching the preview thing after this broadcast you will have a, uh, a url you can go hang out there and just wait Antis- anticipatiously anticipatiously you can wait and um that'll be cool and uh yeah we can all we can all join in together and listen to it together here right here together we will listen to intellectual dark wave nemesis featuring obviously myself and uh dr eric weinstein so there boom 
What's going on everybody? How are we feeling? Where is everybody today? Where are you at today? Let me know where you're at. I need to know where you are. I need to know where you are. I personally am in Los Angeles. I'm in Don's studios. It is a beautiful day to be alive. Um, happily, the, the, the studio is flooded with light and you can't see how messy it is. Because otherwise you would all be telling me to clean my damn room. And I know, I know that uh, that needs doing. So there. Uh, I've been very busy, ladies and gentlemen. I made this uh, Eric Weinstein wave. There's a brand new, brand new JBP wave uh, epic thing dropping on Monday. Monday. Monday is kind of a special Halloween edition. Special Halloween JBP wave dropping Monday. Oh my God. How do we feel about that? How do we feel about that? Boom, boom, boom. Personally, I feel good about it uh, because it's amazing. It's amazing. I just got the masters back. It's amazing. And uh, also, uh, I am working with someone very special on the visual. On the visual. It's a, it's a, it's a collab. A collab a lot of you have asked for. Uh, yeah. So that's coming on Monday. That will also be a premiere. I'll be scheduling a time and date for that today as well. Well, obviously we have the date, but with the time. So we can all be there together and enjoy it together, together. So anyway, yeah, before we get going on all of today's business, of which there is much, it's, uh, it's, our, it's our ritual. Rituals are important. It's our, it's our important ritual. So uh, we're going to do the international... The international high five. So, I've, yeah, where is everybody? We've got Jamie McKenzie on Facebook in Glasgow. We've got Marcin in Poland. Shouts out to my Polish brothers. Paul Crampin in Hackney. Uh, we've got Tom in Pittsburgh. Dan's in Dublin. Dan, too, is in Arizona. Full-time flighters in Florida. Lorinus is in Lithuania. Oh, my gosh. 420 Iron Firehose is in Toronto. Shouts out to Toronto. Shouts out to Canada. Mr. Pickles in California. Teresa the Kids in Colorado, Roberto Sanchez in Florida, Cody CC is in AZ, T Tuscan, Arizona. Oh boy, there's some good rappers from there, I'm telling you. Gavin Ferguson, Arizona. Arizona represent. Arizona all over the world. What up, uh, Liberty Snake Bear? Uh, what up, Dan L? Um, God, man, you're all over the place. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. What the hell? You're everywhere. This is truly an international high five about to be going on here. Zvigorov is a Z over on Instagram is in the UK. All right, so this is about to be a truly, truly international high five. Nikki in New Jersey. What the hell? What the hell? More in Poland. Gucci Waxy in Poland. Shouts out to my Polish brothers and sisters. Gabriel Minkies in LA like me. Many people in Florida. All right, we're going to do the international high five. Are you ready? International high five in five, four, three, two, one. International high five. Let's do another. International high five. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was joyful. That was joyful. I felt that all the way. Uh, hey, hike, hike 2590. Felt that in Narnia. Narnia, ladies and gentlemen. Narnia. And I wonder, I wonder if they felt it in New Austin. In New Austin. I'll ask him when I get there. I'll ask him when I get there later, because I'm going to be there later. Yes, I am. Thank you for the super chat. Gabba A20 says, uh, politics aside, I love the concept of the NPC meme. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. says, like many Akira vids, it's a bit alchemical. Base metal gold, excited for Weinstein wave. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to talk about that shortly. That's a big part of what we're talking about today. Yes, it is. And, um, okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what's happening? One thing that's happening today is something... Today is an incredible, incredible, incredible day in the history of the human beings. In the history of human beings. Today is the day we go back to New Austin. Today is the day 
that Red Dead Redemption 2 unleashes upon the world. Today is the day that the, uh, the virtual reality future that Terrace McKenna spoke about that he thought could save mankind. This is the first time we're going to... This is our first taste of what, of what it's going to be like. <laughs> we're stepping into the future today, ladies and gentlemen. We are stepping into a bright, glorious new future, and we're going back to Red Dead Redemption. And those that know me, those that have followed me for a while, know that uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 was, in my opinion, the best game of all time. Of all time. All time. Best game of all time. And uh, it's an experience that I will... I, I cherish. I cherish that experience. It's one of my greatest favorite lifetime experiences. Me and my wife Charlotte, we played that together. It was great. I did the hunting. She picked the flowers. You know, it was very, very, very... Us using both our talents and likes and stuff. It was a beautiful distribution of labor. And it was truly one of my favorite experiences. Truly, truly. And we're going back there today. We're going back there today. And uh, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going there together. I'm bringing you with me, ladies and gentlemen, because as I said, and people thought I was joking, I'm not fucking joking. I'm becoming a Twitch streamer uh, so that I can play Red Dead Redemption and, uh, and not feel like I'm, I'm you know, neglecting the community and neglecting my, my duties as, a, as an international Don figure. You see, I had to basically make it part of my job. Part of my job. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna be streaming Red Dead Redemption from tonight. Tonight, we're kicking off tonight. Tonight's gonna be a super long stream. We might just stream until I fall asleep. And uh, it will be on the Twitch, the Don Twitch. Um, I believe we will start streaming at eight. I think it's eight. I think the game goes live eight, eight thirty. Um, yeah, the game goes live at nine, I believe it is, nine PST. That is PST. So we'll be switching on early and making sure everything works. And, uh, you know, having an exciting countdown to being able to start playing the goddamn thing. Yes, we will. And then we'll be there together. And, uh, yeah. And then going forward, um, I do believe that me and Hercules are going to play it every morning before I go to the studio. That's the idea. And, uh, yeah, so that's rather exciting. I'm very, very excited about the whole thing. And, um... Yeah, I just think this is a, an important thing to be a part of. I honestly think this is a historical moment in the culture of us. And uh, I, I think it's important that, that we're there together. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's up. Um, hang on a sec. Sorry, I'm just trying to find the um, Twitch address so I can put it in the description. And you can uh, go there. Come there. Indeed. Yes, Twitch TV slash Akira the Don. That's what it is. Twitch TV slash Akira the Don. And uh, the link for that is now in the description. Oh, what the hell? Oops. Of this video. Of this video. Yes, it is. Uh, so, yes. Red Dead Redemption 2. The journey begins today. And, uh, yeah. Gaber820 says, I'll be there, Don. Good. I'm glad you'll be there. I'll be there, too. Uh, join the Discord. Discord's where you'll be able to know exactly when streams and stuff are going live, because I'll post them all there. The Discord link is in the description of this. Liberty Snake Bear. Yes, I did set up my Twitch account already. Uh, it's Akira the Don. Twitch.tv slash Akira the Don. It's in the description of this video. 
Yes, it is. Mr. Pickle says, is this our first step to Mars? It's one of them. It's one of them. It's one of them. Yes, it is. It's one of the first steps in the direction in which we are going. And uh, I could not be more excited and I could be not more be could not be more excited that uh, this time we're going to do it together and I'm going to share it with you guys. Tom Koenig says, will you do live production slash mixing on Twitch? This is something I've thought about doing. And what I've realized is this is a great opportunity to build a community on Twitch. And uh, Twitch is a place where you can do live streaming of production and stuff of that nature. Uh, YouTube is not so good for that. Basically, YouTube penalizes the hell out of you for not doing exactly what your audience expects. So if I drop a project that's not something that, say, all the JBP Wave fans like, then uh, and they don't look at it, then next time it won't tell them when I've got something else going on. YouTube really penalizes the crap out of you. This is why Internet Explore, Internet Historian was not able to post our collaboration on his channel. Because uh, YouTube penalizes the crap out of you for posting stuff that's not what you normally post. So Twitch, the idea is we're going to go build as a community on Twitch. And there we can do the other stuff. We can do live streams of production. I can bring you in the studio while I'm making records. We can play video games. We can hang out. All that type of stuff. So, yeah. I'm excited about that. Uh, Graveyard Dean says, Twitch is dope, Akira. We're on the IRL channel, and it's cool even out without the games. Okay, wicked. Yeah, um, I should probably tag myself as IRL. I don't know. I've got to work that out. But I'm on there anyway. Akira the Dawn on Twitch. Akira the Dawn. Uh, people are asking for an American accent. I'm not doing it. My American accent is terrible. I think you should do what you're good at, and what I'm not good at is an American accent. Now, uh, I'll, at some point, they're going to start trying to get me to be in movies. Actually, they already have. I forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's some people want me to be in a movie, um, which is kind of ridiculous. It's quite a big role. But anyway, yeah, I'll have to do accent coaching for that because it's an, the, the role is, is an American. And um, I can't do an American accent. No, I can do a Scottish accent. That's about it. I can do a pretty good Scottish accent like I've pushed. And the only reason I can do a Scottish accent is because I read Trainspotting by Ivan Welsh. <laughs> And it's written in phonetic Scottish. And uh, so you have to read it out loud in your head in Scottish. So I did. And that means I can kind of do a Scottish accent. Kind of. It's not that. It's pretty terrible, though, in honesty. I'm not that great at accents. But I do I do know that, you know, you can get good at stuff if you practice and try. So, you know, I'm going to have to. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, Shouts out to everyone on the Patreon. Appreciate the, the absolute crap out of you. Um, it's a wonderful thing. I'm get, it's like we're about to upgrade more stuff in the studio, and uh, that means things are gonna start getting a bit faster. I've had a, you know, a lot of um, a lot of technological issues of late, and um, getting over them is a wonderful thing. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, improving stuff in that regard. So thank you guys. The uh, Patreon exclusive Meaning Wave tour phase one shirt went out today there's a nice picture of it there uh, it's got the meaning wave logo on the front and on the back it's got the uh, titles and dates of all the phase one meaning wave releases the and that's uh, that's a beautiful rare collector's item you can get that if you're on the uh, t-shirt here 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 on the patreon uh loads of other good stuff on the patreon you get the wallpapers you get the instrumentals of every project so tomorrow you'll be getting not only the weinstein release and if you're on the uh, music club on the Patreon, you get all the music releases just automatically. But you'll also get the instrumentals. As you know, my instrumentals are amazing. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So, yeah, join the Patreon. Join the Discord because it's uh, just an incredible community of bad motherfuckers. There's a lot of them on there now. Uh, how many people are on the Discord now? 
I feel it's like 600 or something ridiculous. And they're just all really nice, and they all hang out and like help each other and, and are smart and useful and post really good memes. And, uh, it's, it's truly a wonderful thing. I'm very proud of it. Very proud of you guys. Very, very proud of you guys. So, yeah. So, uh, join the Discord. Join the Patreon. Look, at, look forward to Weinstein, Intellectual Dark Wave, Nemesis, tomorrow. You can look forward to that. And you can look forward to the Red Dead Redemption Twitch streaming. And you can also look forward to JBP Wave. Special. Special JBP Wave dropping on Monday. Yes, you can. So, yeah, that's what's going on. That's what some of this stuff that's coming up. There's a great deal of stuff coming up. Um, yeah, I saw Venom, by the way. Everyone said Venom was terrible. They were wrong. Ding dong. Critics of the world. You're wrong. You're completely wrong. You're completely wrong. Oh, by the way, uh, Him and Shaw wants to know, where's this discourse thing? Discord. It's called Discord, Him and Shaw on Instagram. And the link is at the top of the description of every video I do. It's a special link that invites you to the community. You can't just go there and, like, search for it. It's a special secret community. But the link is in the video descriptions of all my videos. So if you're on Instagram, go click on one of the... Uh, the link in my uh, on my profile and you'll find it through there yes you will yes you will well we, yeah um yeah anyway i was talking about venom 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 i saw venom with my wife and kid it was a special treat hadn't been to the cinema for like two months and um it's fucking really good it's really good i don't know what the hell everyone was talking about it got like like unanimously terrible reviews um the rotten tomato score is like 20 percent or something I don't know what the fuck you people are talking about. It's a fantastic movie. All right, if I was going to have a hierarchy of superhero movies from the past five years, shall we say. Five years. Um, I would probably put Infinity War at the top, right? And then uh, maybe at two I'd put Ragnarok. Maybe I'd put Venom. And maybe at three I'd put Venom. But that's how high up it is. Past five years, actually. I really liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's better than that. I enjoyed it more than that. It was more fun than that. Like... Uh, it's like a proper movie. It's like, a, you know, they used to make movies, right? And they'd be kind of like fun and entertaining and you'd kind of like lose yourself in it and like just be fun. You, do, you, you know, you don't get many of those. It's one of them. It's one of them. It's fucking fun. And it's funny. And like it looks really cool. And, uh, and uh, Tom Hardy's amazing in it. He's fucking fantastic. And uh, all of his relationships with the people around him are fantastic and sort of entertaining and engaging. And it's... Like, it's really not bloated in any way at all. It's really neat. It could almost be a play were it not for all the uh, the effects and stuff. Like, it's very. It's got a very small cast. It's like fucking four people or something, and it's um, it's just wonderful thing. It's one. It's just fucking fantastic. The relationship between Eddie and his shadow, A.K.A. the Venom symbiote, which is uh, a wonderful kind of meta visualization metaphorical visualization whatever of the Jungian shadow and how um, when you do not have your shadow in control is problematic but when you do and you work in harmony with your shadow you can be greater than yourself on your own that's what venom is about at its core and it illustrates that fantastically you know it's it's great the visuals are fantastic it's not like motion tracked it's like painted on visuals and they look beautiful it's got a couple of the the best comic book sequences i've ever seen in a comic book movie in it uh 
There's one really great moment in a fight scene, which is just absolutely glorious. There's one fantastic bit, uh, which is an interaction between him and, and his, uh, his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. That's just awesome. It's just beautiful. It's fucking brilliant. It's also quite funny um, and dark. And not in an annoying, like, you know, Zack Snyder dark way. It's dark, but in, in a... In a just it's just in a non-annoying lame cheesy way it's not annoying and lame and cheesy it has moments of almost cheesy humor but they're endearing they're endearing and fun in the way that the character always has been it's a great character the venom character is a great character like i said it's the perfect comic book visualization of the Jungian shadow and uh and into the integration of the shadow the concept of the integration of the shadow that everybody has a shadow a shadow side and if it's not integrated or acknowledged it runs rampant and causes all sorts of fucking problems but if you integrate it and like acknowledge it then it can be very useful and, and it, you know can help you in your life and that's what it's all about and um yeah venom's fucking great movie it's a fucking great movie my kid loved it he was he was a bit worried he was going to be scared little hercules at one point he's like i'm scared we're gonna leave and um, at the bit when it's like there's, a few, there's earlier in the film it's quite it's quite reminiscent of Prometheus and Alien in some factions also I love all that stuff so it's great the alien aspect um, but then he got, as soon as he became Venom he fucking loved it he loved it and then he spent the next week just crashing around the house being Venom just climb, running up walls and smashing things and jumping on my head so here's the thing if you want like a peaceful child do not take the child to see Venom because like it'll bring out their inner inner sort of noisy anti-hero he really did with Hercules oh my god I don't think he ever recovered I don't think he ever will but uh yeah so yeah Venom's great don't listen to the haters uh, go see Venom I recommend Venom fucking highly highly yes I do uh Ragnarok was better than the other Thor movies says Liberty Snake Bear correct it was I enjoyed all the Thor movies by the way I enjoy Thor I loved the kind of galactic visual aspect of them they have a really beautiful galactic visual aspect I've always loved all of those movies but Ragnarok was by far the best it was just joyful Technicolor joy the music was brilliant the visuals were brilliant uh, Planet Hulk is a wonderful story and even if you're going to take a small aspect of it the the, the Hulk gladi gladiator in space thing is just fucking amazing whatever you do with it uh, yeah Cody C says if you're having shadow problems I feel bad for you son yeah exactly me too integrate your shadow ladies and gentlemen Integrate your goddamn shadow. Um, shall I take that picture of Eric Weinstein down? Look at Weinstein lurking. Lur if you're watching this, I've got Weinstein lurking above me, ominously. Like, uh, like a fucking ominous dark Mary Poppins. <laughs> All right, get out of it. Um, yeah. Roberto Sanchez says movie wave, Pinocchio wave. Hey, guess what? I already did it. <laughs> I really did it. That's what's dope about like uh, my my ridiculous hyper productivity is that even big fans will have missed certain things. So if you go have a mooch around on my YouTube channel, you'll find a mix. I believe it's called Lo-Fi 2018-2. I should rename it. And uh, it's a beautiful hour-long Lo-Fi mix interspersed with samples from Pinocchio. Yes, it is. That's I'm presuming that's what you wanted. So that's what you got, baby. That's what you fucking got. Go check that out. Go look it up. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ragnarok is good, says James Atkins, for uh, New Zealand humor. Tons of in-jokes. Yeah, it was uh, the directors, that guy who did uh, What We Do in the Shadows with the Flight of the Concord guys. Brilliant movie. Absolutely brilliant movie. I actually DJed on New Zealand soil 
New Zealand soil, uh, by which I mean I DJed the New Zealand consulate in Los Angeles, and uh, he was there. They, they basically got the creme de la creme of New Zealand cinema out and invited a load of L.A. cinema types. And the party was to try and get people to DJ, sorry, to uh, to make more movies in New Zealand. So they had this like massive screen thing and this projecting all these New Zealand vistas. And I was DJing like a, sa- a live soundtrack to that. So I was like playing like lo-fi music that fitted mountainscapes and then increasing the vibe and tempo. And as we went into the city, I started playing club music. It was a really cool gig. And I met loads of really cool New Zealand people. They was dope. Shout out to Brian Oswald on Facebook who says Nemesis is fire. Fire. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. What you've heard so far. <laughs> what you've heard so far. Oh, man. GSPV33. Also, Akira Dang. I didn't know your voice was so rich. You cutie. What a cute, cute, cute thing to say. What a cute thing to say. GSPV33 also says it's a travesty. We still don't have a more powerful than you think standalone. Well, you'll have that soon. You'll have that soon. There's a couple of standalones left. A couple of standalones left, and, uh, and you'll be getting them over the next shortly. But before you get that, you're getting a brand new JBP way for Halloween on Monday, so look out for that. Shout out to Gianna Hughes on Facebook. Bless up. High five you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone, for being here. The New Zealand connection is indeed strong, James Atkins. Flight of the Concords, Cody C, was indeed glorious. I mourn it to this day. Apparently, there's a new Flight of the Concords uh, live show on HBO. I say apparently. I know because I saw a billboard on the way back from the club last night. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. I love Flight of the Concords. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Hey, anyway, uh, we should talk about some stuff and answer some questions and things. But, um, yeah, what uh, I wanted to talk about today a little bit was... uh, about harsh truths that make life easier. Because I've been thinking about these a lot. And uh, I tweeted something about it to the effect. And I think I've been thinking about it a lot. What I'm realizing in life is a lot. It's, it's the harsh fucking truths, man. That, uh, that her people have been cushioning their children from for a couple of generations. And they've been ruining their children, man. You've got a fucking generation of, of terrified fucking morons. Who, who got... Uh, it's like George Carlin always used to say... You know, like, you drop food on the floor, fucking pick it up and eat it. You need to build up a fucking healthy immune system. All these, like, he's like, we used to swim in a lake of AIDS or something like that. You know, we used to, like, now people won't let their kids eat off a table if they, whatever. You know, these fucking kids. And then they get ill because they're not immunized. They haven't built up a healthy immune system. That's some real shit. That's some real shit. We got, like, fucking two generations of fucking... Tragic motherfuckers without immune systems who just can't fucking handle real life in the real world and they fall to bits. Fall to bits and you don't want people falling to bits because when shit goes down you want people who can stand strong. I talk about this often. Warren Zevon and uh, Hunter S. Thompson wrote a song together called You're a Whole Different Person When You're Scared because Hunter S. Thompson refused to be friends with people who who, uh, could not handle themselves when shit went down. So so he he would create situations to test potential friends and people he was working with to see how they would handle shit when shit went down. In one of these instances, he shot firecrackers into into Jack Nicholson's house, <laughs> into his garden and at his door to see what the fuck he would do. Jack Nicholson came out with a shotgun. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's a gene. He's about that life. He's about that life. But here's the fucking thing. is a harsh truth, right? You, you, wrap, you wrap your child in metaphorical cotton wool that motherfucker will not develop skin that can withstand the real world, 
right? They'll fucking bleed at a cough. Someone will fucking look at them in the wrong way and they'll fucking explode. You can't be doing that to your kids, man. You gotta let your kids fucking fall over, right? You gotta let your kids fall the fuck down, right? You gotta let your kids make mistakes. And uh, also, I just got a message from my wife saying, uh, Herc says no more F words. <laughs> That's my kid. He's five. He's listening at home. He says I should swear less. Thank you, Hercules. That's good advice. Anyway. Yeah, that's the harsh truth, right, man? It's the harsh truths I'm realizing that are the things that we need to hear the most. That's why the NPC thing is so wonderful. And that's why I'm so excited about the NPC meme. The NPC meme is, if you don't, I'm sure you do know, but just in case you don't, or just in case you're listening to this in the future or the past, um, the NPC meme is a, is a powerful meme, and it's, a, it's an idea that some people in this world are non-playable characters, NPCs, they're, they're, they're those guys in video games that you interact with. I'm really looking forward to interacting with the NPCs in Red Dead Redemption. I feel that the NPCs in Red, Red Dead Redemption, apparently they have 80 pages of script each. Each NPC, non-playable character, in Red Dead Redemption 2 has 80 pages of script. I honestly think that's more script than a lot of people in so-called real life today have. That's like way more script than uh, certain people that interact with me on Twitter have. Well, when I say interact, it's like certain people who try and jump in your comments thread and hijack it by like just dropping whatever they saw on CNN or BuzzFeed that day and just repeating that, thinking they're smart and clever and funny. Like, bitch, damn, damn, you're, you need to step up your NPC game. Red Dead Redemption 2 got like way more realistic NPCs than you guys. But here's a harsh truth. Here's a harsh truth. You might be an NPC. That's why I'm excited about the meme, right? Because I th it's, it's forcing people to question what is their own thought and what's programming. And that's some shit you need to be doing regularly. You're wandering around in life, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, saying some shit, and you're like, hang on, I said that shit a bit easily. Do I even think that shit? And this is something I do all the time. I do this a lot. You know, I got a thing whereby like I have to um, like check the file structure on my computer like once a week, make sure shit's okay, and like I have to do that with my thinking. I have to do that with my thinking. I have to make sure that what I think is what I think, and it's not just I'm not just repeating some stuff I heard on some podcasts I like, or repeating the thoughts of some people I think are smart. Do I believe it? Do I really believe it? You got to do that. You got to check. You got to check. You might be an NPC. All right. You, you, you watching this, you might be an NPC and you don't even know it. All right, so you need to check your NPC status. All right, are you fucking, are you playing the game? That's why they fucking hate the NPC meme, right? Here's why they hate the NPC meme. They hate the NPC meme, not just because it dehumanizes them. It's not that. It's because a lot of the people who are getting hit with the NPC fucking bullet right in the fucking head, and they're getting hit with it because they just hear it and they're like, they know it's about them. Because they know they're an NPC kind of deep down, right? They know deep down. And uh, a lot of these people are people who previously got called SJWs, which stands for Social Justice Warrior. I always thought that was kind of funny. It's like, how's that diss? You're a warrior. Oh, you warrior. It's like, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, I'm a warrior. And if you're a warrior for social justice, and that's what you base your personality around, getting told that you're a warrior for social justice, how is that a diss? How is that in any way offensive? Now, maybe it's got offensive connotations because some people say it because they mean it to be offensive. But if you yourself base your personality around the idea that you 
who has never known a war and who has never known real conflict in any case because you've been wrapped in cotton wool since birth and and you know you went to a university where they encouraged the idea of safe spaces so you you don't hear like opposing viewpoints and you don't you know you've never read a text that has the word rape in it because that had a trigger warning before it so you didn't read it so you're not scared you are a warrior you're a warrior a warrior for social justice and that's how you see yourself that's a mighty cool thing and you're happy wandering around la 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 i'm a warrior against these evil motherfuckers doobie 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 doo i'm a warrior come out and play right boom great then along comes the npc meme and suddenly it's like oh what i'm a fucking soulless non-playable robot like regurgitating opinions that aren't mine and regurgitating and talking that's not me that's not me Oh, hang on, all these NPC memes say the exact same thing I say. But I say it because it's true and I believe it. Ah, what the fuck? Cognitive dissonance, freak out. That's what's going down. That's what's going down. That's why it's exciting and uh, useful because it's making people question the source of their beliefs and whether it's programming and stuff. And it's, it's a thing that applies to all sides. You know, there's on all sides of the debate and all sides of the argument. The NPC thing doesn't just apply to people who self-identify as social justice types. It applies to everyone. It applies to me. Am I an NPC? Harsh truth. I might be. I need to check. I need to make sure. I need to make sure. So then. Noah Brown says SJW was meant to be making fun of how they think they're warriors. Yeah, I know it was. We know, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's still um, it's still a positive thing if that's you. You're like, yeah, I am a warrior, actually. This is a war. They see it as a war. It's a war, right? They're out there, like, uh, doing war every day on Twitter with, with uh, Trumpkins and things, whatever they call them. They're like, they've got their alerts set so that every time someone that they don't like tweets, they can be first in the comic thread saying something orange man bad woo winning winning woo 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 uh i just had a message from my wife she says the swearing is a bit much oh thanks okay all right thanks wife i'll bear that in mind <laughs> anyway so yeah that got and that got me thinking about harsh truths and here's another harsh truth life is suffering life is suffering someone uh i got some pushback from this i said this on twitter someone was like oh i'm sick of this it's also life's also it's not just suffering it's it's you know it's it's like doing what you love and fun and good times and just maybe maybe if you're lucky but here's an unavoidable fact that there will be suffering there might not be any fun you might get born in a box with no legs and you never leave the box he's uh, you know, suffering is a fucking fact. Oh, sorry, I'm swearing again. <laughs> Whatever. Yo, suffering is an undeniable fact. There will be suffering and there'll be more and more of it and you'll just keep suffering and suffering will keep piling on. There'll be so much suffering. There's just suffering is undeniable. Undeniable. It's a harsh fact. Suffering is an undeniable fact of life and it's just going to keep happening and keep getting worse. Do you know what? You know what you can change? You can't change that. You can't change that. What you can change is how you deal with it, how you react to it, what you do with it you've got complete power over that that's awesome so here's the thing it's a harsh truth that you might be an npc but the fact that you can question and then maybe like and then you know realign your thoughts and stuff and check that they're check that they're yours that makes life easier life is suffering life is definitely suffering but the fact that you have a, a choice over what you do with with that fact you can choose to pick up that suffering and bear it you can choose to make it into something useful and noble and worthwhile you can choose you know you can, you have that choice that makes life easier 
that makes life dope. You know, that means that you might, you might have no luck in your life. Just bad stuff might keep happening to you. But if you can learn to, to deal with it in a noble fashion and pick it up and, and make something useful of it, then uh, you will have a good life. You will enjoy your life, in a, in a, which, seems, which seems paradoxical. But it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So Pepper says, life is suffering, but life is good. Life is good when you deal with the suffering aspect in an, in a, an autonomous fashion. Then life can be good. Then you can walk around your life and be like, yeah, life is good. You're not just at the mercy of good things happening. Because if you're at the mercy of just good things happening, then, you know... The, you're just tumbling around in the pinball machine of the galaxy, my brother and sister. And, like, you know, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You're just hoping something good's going to happen. Ah, now something good's happened. Life is good. Ah. Always fucked up shit is going to be happening. It's how you deal with the fucked up shit. And I have to remind myself of this on a daily basis. On a daily basis, I have to be realigning and checking my internal dialogue and checking myself talking. And, you know, it's very easy to become a victim. But when you're a victim, a victim is the worst thing to be. A and, and you're only a victim if you allow yourself to be a victim. That's the thing. All right. And once you, if you know this, this is liberating and like and joyful. You know that once you once you know that, life is a lot easier. It's just way easier. Embrace the suffering and bear your burden. That's right, Liberty Snake Bear. That is correct. Cody C says talk becomes cheaper as the years roll on. Yes, it does. Judge, yeah. Are we talking about judging people by their actions? Yes, we are. And yes, we should. Yes, we should. Harsh truths. Harsh truths. Mansa Bear, any advice for when your kid is scared? My five-year-old gets scared a lot. Telling him it's not real doesn't work when it's real to him. Does Herkovitz get scared? What do you do? Yo, life is scary. Harsh truth. Harsh truth, five-year-old Hercules. I told Hercules life is suffering. <laughs> And, you know, he gets scared and, like, you, this, here's the thing. It's no point telling them it's not real because you're right. It is real to them. What you can tell them is that you're there and you will protect them. That's what's real. The most real thing is you. And you're there and you're going to protect them from whatever happens no matter what. And you're always going to be there. You always have and you always will. And you will protect them no matter what. So it doesn't matter if there are scary things because you will protect them. And that's one thing you can tell them, because and that's true, and I find that to be effective. Another thing you can do is, uh, you know, show them where they have power over the things they're scared of, whatever those things are. You know, if it's a bug, well, there's no point being scared of a bug. So you can kill that goddamn bug. You are more powerful than that bug. Are you scared of some imaginary thing? All right, well, imagine yourself destroying that thing. If you're having bad dreams where dark things are coming at you, well, imagine, well, what could you do about that situation? Kids like solving problems. Like men, like fathers. Fathers love solving problems. <laughs> but, you know, you want to just give them some autonomy. How could you? Well, yo, one, you're going to protect them no matter what. But two, they got mad power. They got mad power to defeat all manner of monsters in this world. Oh, there was a really good, there was a JBP wave where Peterson talked about this in a wonderful fashion. He was talking about a dream. And someone was having a dream, I think it was a kid, and the kid was having a dream that there was like a dragon and the dragon was producing loads of smoke and all these little imps and things were coming out of the smoke area and attacking this kid and the kid was terrified. And it was like, and he was like, well, how do you think you could maybe kill 
those things. And he's like, the kid's like, huh, well, I'd get my sword and I'd chop their heads off. Hercules is always like this. He's always like, oh, yeah, well, I would punch him in the face. I'm like, Hercules, he's like, oh, this thing might, he's trying to get me in my dream. I was like, so what do you do? What do you do in your dream? He's like, oh, well, I get my sword and I uh, cut his head off. I punch him in the face. Or I get my power glove and I punch him in the face. It's like, yeah, there you go. Boom. Easy. Harsh truth. Life is scary. There's terrifying shit out there. But you can deal with it. You can deal with anything. You literally can. You can deal with anything. You're a fucker. I'm proud of you. I believe in you. Harsh truth. Men, wa- men lie. Men lie. Kids lie. People lie. People lying all over the place. You ask someone a question, they tell you, tell you like, oh, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm fine. No, you're not. You lie. You just lied about that. You are not lying. You are lying. Yo. Women lie. Men lie. Women lie. I don't want this ridiculous meme going around at the moment about believe women is fucking stupid. It's stupid that I have to say it. It's stupid that anyone has to say it. It's stupid that it's like a, a problematic issue in our society. But shut up. Do not believe women. Do not believe all anybody. Everybody. Men lie. Wi- men lie. Women lie. You know it because you've been alive, right? People have lied to you in the past. Men have lied to you. Women have lied to you. It's a fucking moronic statement, this believe all women. It's stupid. It's childish. It's detrimental to all of us as grown-ups. We're grown-ups here. We know that we understand the world. And, uh... Yeah, just get, just get out, just miss me with that bullshit. Men lie, women lie, harsh truth. Once you realize that and accept that, it's a lot easier to deal with the world. And, you know, you shouldn't be, you just don't take shit personally. You know, someone lies to you, it's not you, it's not about you, and it's not because of you, it's them. And all of these things that happen, you gotta, everyone is the center of their own movie. Everyone is the center of their own galaxy, right? And it's always about them, it's never about you. Harsh truth. You are not the center of the universe. The world does not revolve around you. Harsh truth. Frees you when you understand that. And you have to, you know, I have to keep reminding myself of that. I am the center of my own movie, but I'm not the center of everyone's movie. But it's great, man, because when some fucked up shit happens, if someone does something mean to you or like, you know, it's not about you. It's about them. Always. Always. And that's, that's freeing. That's a joyful thing. That's a wonderful thing to realize. Hey man, sure. 007, do you think that social integration is necessary for optimum mental health? We can fight... Uh, wouldn't you make them face their fears to make them overcome them and unleash their potential? Are these two things tied together? Yeah, one, yes, definitely face your fears. Definitely face your fears, bit by bit. Hercules used to be scared of, like, water to an extent. Now he, now he swims underwater, you know. He just went in the pool every day over the summer and got really good at it. Uh, social integration is necessary for optimum mental health because we live in a society. You've got to, deal, you've got to be able to deal with the world. You've got to be out there, face the fears of that society. You've got to be able to deal with NPCs, right? You've got to be, deal, you'll be able to deal with fellow protagonists. You've got to get out there and live. You've got to get out there and work, live. You're going to get hurt. Life is suffering. Men lie and women lie. People are going to fuck with you. You're going to be able to deal with that. The world doesn't revolve around you. That's great. No one owes you anything. No one owes you a goddamn thing. No one owes you a goddamn thing. 
The world doesn't owe you anything. The world owes you nothing. It doesn't owe you food. It doesn't owe you shelter. It doesn't owe you respect if you haven't earned it. The world owes you nothing that you haven't earned. And that's a wonderful thing to realize. That's a freeing thing. That's a wonderful freeing thing. Once you realize the world owes you nothing, they're all right, cool. Well, I better go get mine. I go, it's down to me. No one else. Only I have control over this fucking situation. Only I have control over my own life. Only I have control over, like, any of this stuff. Once you realize the world owes you zero, then you are free to go and get it. And you could stop wallowing around in pity. Oh, but why me? But why haven't I got this? That person's got that. Boo, shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You are owed nothing. Everything you have is a goddamn blessing and you should be grateful. Everything. If you have anything, if you have a functioning elbow, God damn, you got a functioning elbow. You won't owe that. You won't owe that. There's people out there with no functioning elbow. There's people who've been born with no elbows. Right? You've got a goddamn elbow. How dare you? How dare you wander around the world thinking you're owed elbows? My God. Yo. 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 Nihil in Wonderland says there is no you. You are the present experience that you are having, experiencing itself. There is nothing else. Was that What's Wave 3? I got a bunch of Alan Watts records that, that delve into that. That delve into that. Harsh truth. Harsh truth. You've got to understand. You've got to know this. You and everyone you know, you're going to die. And soon. Soon. This gnat's eye existence, it'll be gone in a second. It'll be gone. And so will you. And so will everyone you know. And so will the memory of you. No one will remember you in two generations. If that. You'll be lucky if they do. What do you know about your great-grandfather? Can you picture his face? Do you know anything about him? Do you know anything about him? I had a conversation about this with someone recently. They were like, oh, yeah, but, you know, everything now, it's like, you know, it's all documented on the internet. You'll be able to know everything about your great-grandfather. Will you? Will you give a shit? Will you give a shit? Have you got time? You know? Who knows? Also, you know, violent sunspot activity will destroy all hard drives. That's an inevitability, perhaps. But no, this, you'll be dead. And it doesn't even matter two generations, three, four, five, six. It's nothing. It's nothing. You'll be dead and gone. It's all over. So you might as well engage with right at this second, because right at this second is all there is and all there ever will be and all there ever has been. There is no past. There is no future. There is only this right. Boom. Boom. Right? Which is why it's very important that we play Red Dead Redemption. That's why it's very important that we all get together on my beautiful stream later today and engage in the glory of Red Dead Redemption because we're only alive right at this second. Right at this second, right? Do not dawdle, okay? You're never going to read your old tweets. You're never going to sit there and read all these notes. You're never going to, you know, none of this. None of this. All this stuff you're saving for tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is only now. There is only this. You will be dead. You'll be dead. So do it right now. Whatever it is, do it right now. And race for the finish as if there is only this one race. And that's all there is. Because that's all there is. That's true. And that is a harsh truth. And it's beautiful and liberating. It's a joyful harsh truth. Who asked that question? Gabber820 says you need laugh tracks. That's a good point. I do. I've got a applause track. 
when I bang that opportune moments. And that's a good thing to do. You know, I think everyone should have an applause track. Uh, someone was asking me about psychedelics. People ask me a lot about psychedelics these days because, as I've said, we are at the dawn of the new psychedelic age. We're at the very beginning of the new psychedelic renaissance. It's come bubbling up from the underground. The underground is us. That's us right here. And a bunch of other people. I literally, right, I get messages pretty much every day at the moment. For some reason, often by, via Instagram, from people who are listening to my music on acid. Someone came up to me in the club last night and said that they've just acquired a Herculean dose. <laughs> And uh, they're going to be listening to my music on it over the weekend. And I was like, dope, man, that's what it's for. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know, that's what it's for. That's what it's for. That's what it's for. Now, I'm, you don't have to take psychedelics to uh, fully engage with my music. But you can. <laughs> and you probably get a lot out of it. You probably get a lot out of it. And as for the question whether I have engaged in psychedelics the answer is yeah of course <laughs> yeah uh i used to walk around with a bottle of liquid acid and uh yeah that that was a, that was a great time it was a very useful time in my life because uh it sort of uh just opened me up to the nature of reality more this sort of the uh unrestricted infinite nature of it that uh you know Plato's cave is obviously a great way of looking at it. The, the, there's the great way of, you know, we're experiencing reality through a keyhole. We really are. And uh, the psychedelic experience kind of allows you to understand that on a quite deep level. And once you have that knowledge, then you're, you know, that's, you're set for the rest of your life. You don't have to wander around in a state of, of, uh, of psychedelia your whole life. You can literally do it once and like learn the major lesson. I think. And that is the major lesson. And once you've got it, you've got it. Boom. Boom. Done. Now, when you're a young person and you have no responsibilities, I think about this a lot. And uh, my, my old manager said this to me. You know, when you're because that was the case with me. I was young. I was 19, 20 or whatever. I was a music journalist. I was, I was beginning to make music. I was living in London. So it was perfectly reasonable for me to walk around with a bottle of liquid acid at all times. And uh, that was fine because I didn't have any responsibilities other than to myself, you know. Then you get later in life and you've got responsibilities and maybe like being tripped out all the time isn't conducive to having a, uh, you know, a responsible, meaningful experience. Maybe it is. Depends how you structure your life. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to being an old person because <laughs> old people, when I'm an old person, I can just sit there, trip out like a goddamn god uh, all day it'll be cool no one will mind it'll be normal it'll be fine old people are tripped out all the time anyway right old people are on so like a lot of old people in the western world are on so many crazy drugs and stuff they just tripped out at all times I told you my grandmother she got crazy pain they gave her these like legal drugs for it and she was hallucinating hands coming over the top of a doorway Jesus Christ yeah so yeah anyway uh yeah i think the psychedelic experience is, is a useful necessary one i'm pretty much you know i've read my graham hancock and all that sort of stuff there is the idea that human evolution is, is a direct result of the psychedelic experience and that makes complete sense to me but like i've said many times we're at the dawn of a new psychedelic experience and we're about to go into a very trippy period and it's going to be a hitherto unimagined well un, un, undone certainly untested 
interconnected psychedelic experience where we're all together in the, like this we're all together in these rooms on these video streams in all these places having like mass experiences and then the art the art is going to just radically shift as a direct result of this and and life itself just like actual so-called irl is going to be way more psychedelic as a direct result of everything that's happening over the next few years and it, that's going to be irreversible just the world in general is going to get trippier and it's going to stay trippier so yeah Kimanshore007 says that's like the saying if you get the message hang up the phone yeah I like that that's true I like that I like that it's like yeah you know yeah once you know you know you ain't got to keep trying to find out you ain't got to keep looking Dragon Energy says, I was listening to Muskwave, staring at the artwork, then glanced up at the wall and saw Terence McKenna's face drift across the wall. <laughs> Yo, that's real. I love that. That's wonderful. Mr. Pickle says, do you know anyone who has not come back from a trip? Yeah, so I used to know this guy called Polish Jan. And uh, he was a really trippy guy. He was one of these guys. I used to hang around with some rich kids from Oxford back in the day. They were fun. And, uh, you know, because they didn't have... I'm, I came from a working class background and everyone I knew in the, in, in the come up and in the early days, especially when I, I left home when I was like 16, I was hanging around with ne'er-do-wells and they were getting in trouble and like they, they had limits on their experience. So like they would have to engage or, or they chose to engage in, in crimes and things of that nature. So that was there. So there was always trouble. There was always trouble. There was just trouble. And uh, when I moved to London, I met some rich people. And they were super fun because they didn't have trouble. There was no limit to their experience. They went to school in Oxford. They were in, gay, they were in secret societies. Like, if they, if they got drunk and broke a window, like, someone would pay for it and it'd be fine. So that, that, that was an interesting experience. And, uh, but, you know, they had their own problems. They had all sorts of problems. And I knew this one guy called Polish Jan, because he was Polish. And um, he used to have, like, a massive bag of mushrooms at all times. And uh, he liked playing drum and bass and uh sometimes if you know i would summon him to parties to uh liven up the experience and he would sit there playing drum and bass records backwards cackling to himself but he just went really deep man he went really deep into it and he he, he dosed himself too far he went too far he went to south america on a voyage of discovery and uh he got put in a mental institution because he just went too deep and he didn't come back and he, they put him in a, in a mental institution in south america and his rich parents couldn't get him out of it that was the last I heard. Last I heard was like 10 years ago. And he just, he went too deep, man. And I knew another kid. He went too deep. And uh, he got into smack and stuff like that. And, uh, he, and he ended up dying. Uh, actually, what was sad about him dying was he, he kind of pulled himself off, the, off that thing. But like then he almost immediately he got involved in a road accident. His band went on tour and their, their van got run off the road in Germany. That was sad. And uh, yeah. You know, so there is too there is too deep, there is too far. You got to be careful. You know, got to be super careful. And uh, you got you kind of got you should know what you're getting involved in. You know, these things aren't to be taken lightly. This isn't they they're not. It's not like recreational frivolity. It's like it's not like oh let's have a drink. You know, this is deep stuff, and it will change you. It will change you forever. There's no coming back. All right, so you should know what you're getting involved with, and you should be very, very careful about the situations and who you're with. And then, but here's the thing, that's real life. That's real life. Here's another harsh truth. 
You really should be careful about your situ what situations you put yourself in and who you allow yourself to be around. You are the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. Energy is some real thing. People's energy is contagious. I told you I've been DJing and like the room will feel wonderful and it's a great vibe and then suddenly the vibe will shift and you feel it and it, a darkness can come into it. And it's because one person with some messed up dark energy stepped into the room and just fucked up the whole vibe literally happens be very very careful about who you surround yourself with and and who uh and who you who you allow into your circle and into your life this is real shit now yeah it's 1 p.m ladies and gentlemen i gotta get out of here very very soon so we'll take a couple more questions and um actually i should have shit there was some submitted in advance i didn't i don't think i answered any um would you ever consider getting a dope speaker and creating something like Young or Nietzsche Wave? The answer is yes. I know, I've we answered that before. Okay. Akira, I'm in a situation and I'm wondering if you have any advice for a guy like me. I'm 26 year old, two years old and had to move back in with my parents due to health issues, both mental and physical. I cleaned up my diet. Well done. Started exercising. Well done. And all that good stuff. And it started to better my life in every possible way. But in the year or so that I've been living at home, my dad's health has been getting worse and worse as an obese, heavy smoker. With a very poor diet. I've been trying to do all I can to help convince him to do something. There is always an excuse up his sleeve in one form or another. So no matter what angle I come at him from, there seems to be nothing left I can say to him. Sorry for the paragraph-long question, but any input you have is appreciated. That's Yo, thank you for being here thank you for the question that's a great question it's a situation we will all find ourselves in at some point or ever here's the thing you cannot convince anyone of anything you can't like talk them into anything it's very rare that you can do that what you can do is be a living example that's what you can do that's the number one thing you can do all right so that's what you have to do is make yourself the ultimate version of you an absolute ultimate that's what you can do. That's pretty much the only thing you can do. You can lead by a fucking wonderful example. You can be there. You can be helpful. All right. But uh, you can't convince. You can't make someone do anything. You just can't. And here's a harsh. That's a harsh truth. The harsh truth is you cannot. You might want to. Oh my God, you might want to, especially with your father. Holy shit. Holy shit. But you can't, man. You can't. I tried to help my dad in a bunch of stuff. I tried to change my dad in a bunch of things, and you can't. You cannot. What you have control over is you. So that's what you must do. You say you've started exercising and you, you've cleaned up your diet and all that, and that sounds wonderful. It sounds to me like you still have a long way to go. So that's what you need to do, and that's what you need to focus on. And I'm not saying ignore your dad or anything like that, not at all. But focus on making yourself the, most, the ultimate you. Make him proud. Make him look at you and think, shit, maybe I could be that way. Maybe I could do that. That's what you can do. And, uh, you know, I wish you luck. Go forth and be mighty. I'm proud of you. Thank you for being here. And that applies to all of you. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate you. I'm going to get off now. I've got to get a lot of stuff done ahead of all the wonderful stuff that's going down. I've got to get the new JBP wave into distribution. I've got to get the, uh, the Nemesis the intellectual dark wave ready keep an eye on the channel and keep an eye on the discord go join the discord and join the patreon you'll find out when all these things are dropping all these shared experiences we're going to be sharing so many more experiences ladies and gentlemen we're going to be sharing the releases of these these epic musical projects we're going to be sharing red dead redemption and we're going to be sharing ask akira right here 
every week at 1 p.m. That's what we're doing. That's the schedule. That's the system. That's what we promised each other we would do, and we're going to do it. Thank you, everyone who's here. Thank you, everyone, for being locked in. Shouts out, LG. Shouts out, James. Shouts out, Master Bear. Shouts out, Mr. Pickle. Shouts out to Hercules. Says, Dad, I'm super excited to play Red Dead with you. Ah! I love you, son. I love you, son. And uh, I'm super excited to play Red Dead with you. And I'm super excited that we're going to be able to look back on this when we're older and go, oh, do you remember son, father, and we played Red Dead 2 together? And now here we are in this bold, exciting future that looks just like that, wherein we get to choose everything <laughs> and we get to experience as we wish in this brave, beautiful new world of augmented digital VR craziness, tripped out psychedelic glory, the psychedelic experience rendered flesh by digital, digital technology, just as Terence McKenna envisaged and dreamed, just as Jaron Lanier envisaged and dreamed. That's where we're going. That's the future we're stepping into. And the beginning of that is tonight with the launch of Red Dead Redemption and us all playing it together live on the Akira that on Twitch channel. Oh my God. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The future is now. The future is now. Let's go forth and be mighty. Thank you for being here. I've been Akira the Don. You are you, and I adore you, and I appreciate you, and I'm thankful to you. Simultaneous high five in five, four, three, two, one. Boom!